Good evening and welcome to the Tadcast. We're back after a long hiatus. I am currently in recovery from an operation. So hopefully if today's interview doesn't meet the standards of what everyone expects, I'll have to apologise and do it again. But today, in the series recapping Fight Night at Ringclash 4, we are going to be joined by my opponent from Ringclash 4, Matt Hale, the, the winner. He beat me, fair and square. So we're going to go in for an interview with him. Alright, and I'll start back up again when we're live with him. Hello. Good evening, Mr. Hale. Uh, good evening. How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Fucking a bit, bit, bit of pain. I ended up having an operation on Tuesday. Fucking so just in recovery from that. Oh, How about Pardon? Oh. I had a, like, they called it a pylonidal sinus, it, like a lump next to my tailbone. That. Painful. What the cut out? It ended up being the size of an inhaler. Yes. Isn't it fucking? How about yourself? Your health good? Yeah, I'm. I'm all good, me. Thank you. Yeah, nice to hear. So, first time we met, we're at Ring Clash Four. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it was my my first fight night. We're at, we're at yours as well. It was my first one, yeah. So, your mate out, outside says uh, you had quite a bit of experience. How long you been doing kickboxing now? Uh, well, I started training when I was uh, five or six. Uh, I, did, I did it for a few years, but then I got diagnosed with asthma when I was eight. So then I had to stop for quite a while until I uh, could get control of asthma. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, I, I went back training for a few years and I, I kind of stopped. I got bored of it. And then um, last February was when I joined back. Um, and from then on, I've been training. Obviously, during quarantine and all, we couldn't do it, but I've been training when I can. Yeah, man. But like, it paid off. You, were, yeah, absolutely smashed me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I did my best. Yeah. You, you did. A, you did a quite a decent job. Uh, that fight when you when you hit me with those two right hands, second one, it stunned me. I didn't see it coming. Like, and then I sat back and watched it. Like, Jesus Christ! Because the whole time I was told, God, it's soft, it's like light contact-ish. Not supposed to go hard." And immediately I got stunned, and I was just like, "Well, that's out the window now. Let's just fucking go and get on with it." <laughs> well, I, I was um, fucking. I, I got told light contact as well, but when you're in there and you can't fucking help yourself, can you? No, you can't. No. You're in a fight. I can't punch your light. You know, I mean, you could knock me out with any punch. I'm not. I'm not exactly going to tap you, am I? <laughs> but to, towards end, I might have gone down to light contact, but I'm absolutely fucking gassed. <laughs> I was, well, when I uh, when I watched the fight back on YouTube, I could see myself uh, in gone just absolutely gassed for air. I was absolutely done. <laughs> I, I didn't even notice that at my side at ring, you know. 
that's when I when I knocked you out in the second round. I remember in the corner, I'm stuck there, and I'm just I also couldn't get back up. I cannot be asked. I was just so tired, and I was like, I can go for like eight hours and hours in training. I got in the ring and it's three two minute rounds, and I'm absolutely done in in like two minutes. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is well weird. Exactly, exactly. Fucking oh man. That body shot you got me with, I went down and I sounded like a fucking 80 year old fucking bloke. Yeah, I, I, I heard you were, yeah, I heard you excel, like, oof, I'm almost a bit. Fucking, honestly, if, if, it, if it wasn't for my corner there, I probably wouldn't have got, wouldn't have got back up. I was, yeah. my mind was saying to me, stay down, and then my coach was saying, get up. And yeah, 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 I heard him screaming, yeah. Bit, bit of a mental battle. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I noticed um, from the angle from the film that, that Daz were giving you quite a lot of advice. Is he a good coach, Red? He's brilliant, yeah. Um, I've been with him when I first saw him on 5, he was there. Uh, so we, over the years, we've developed quite a good relationship uh, between each other. Uh, I trust him a lot, so I just followed with everything that he said and it completely paid off all the things he worked on in training it completely paid off so I can sit here and say he's a very good coach because a lot of the stuff that they've in the fight he, he drills me in training he's like this is what you're good at you've got to be good at this da, 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 and all that uh, and it paid off and seeing it pay off just immediately, I immediately just said to me this guy knows what he's doing he's very good and I, can't, I he has all my trust when I'm in there I when I'm training when he's telling things I'm like it's 100% right, I've seen it. It's a necessity to have that way of coach, isn't it? Oh, yeah. You, you, I couldn't imagine going yeah. in and when he's giving you advice in the corner, like, you're not trusting what they're saying, I can guess that, that must be awful. I'm glad I have that. I, th- I think my problem is, I couldn't hear my corner, you know. Like, Could you not? It, in the video back, I heard I can hear him screaming like faint, rah 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 and all, all things. But in the actual thing, I, I went tunnel vision. I didn't hear anything. Bloody, I didn't yeah. hear crowd. Bloody. Oh well, yeah. Uh, yeah, when, yeah. When I was in there, I could literally only hear Dad, uh, and I could kind of uh, hear the uh, referee barely. That's all. I couldn't see or hear the crowd around me. I, that caught, that was weird. That the moment I walked in the ring. Obviously, the lights mm. coming down, it's dark around everyone else. You're like, you look around, and you're like, I, 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 you genuinely can't see them. I mean, it's, it's really weird. So when, when I was in there and I was fighting, I was like, it's proper is tunnel vision, and I could hear dance thankfully. Um, I could just, I'm just hearing well, and I was just like, yeah, do as he says, keep calm, uh, which is very hard to keep calm, keep clear mind. <laughs> uh, I might have looked relaxed, but in my head, I'm like, geez, what do I do? All right, yeah, I kind of just going off instinct uh, which was something he's working on but it's a very weird experience and then after the fight coming down with all the adrenaline I was just like what the bloody has happened I had to watch the fight back to remember what happened because I couldn't remember most of it <laughs> <laughs> well that, that's the fucking thing isn't it fucking I didn't even remember you knocked me down at first round yeah. I think I might have actually been out cold you know and you know for a split second Oh yeah, yeah, you went down quite uh, quite hard, didn't you? But it's on highlight video for advertisement for next ring clash, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen the video. I'll have to go watch it. Yeah, I uh, just caught a glimpse. 
the day towards end of, uh, advertisement is uh, you just knocking me down with that right hand to mush. Yeah, I felt that punch for I'm very happy with that punch. <laughs> that, that particular punch ended up um, knocking my front tooth back, you know. I, I couldn't yeah, put I my tooth... Yeah, I remember saying after the fight, you came up to, uh, to me and Daz, didn't you? And you were, you were showing us. Yeah, for two days I had to drink milk and ice cream. I couldn't put my teeth together. Ooh, it, it turns out that I went to the dentist a few days later when I could get in, and it turns out that the nerve inside it has been killed. Oh, wow. So it's a bit, it feels feels like a foreign object in my mouth now, you know what I mean? Yeah, I bet, I bet it does, yeah, it must do. But, but let that be a listen, uh, lesson to anyone listening. Don't buy a cheap mouth guard because you'll pay the price. <laughs> yeah, you will do, yeah. First thing I did after that, I've got, gone and got one of them, you know, mold ones from um, XS mouth oh, guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You send you an impression, you send it away. So I'm just waiting for for that to come back now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you learn. Oh. You learn. You learn all the right type of gear you needed, don't you? Yeah, exactly. What about that lad who fought after us who got that nut shot? Oh, oh yeah. I, I remember because I'm walking. I'm walking back and I'm talking to my mate and my mum and all that, and um, the fight started, and uh, my mum's boyfriend's like, "Get out of the way! Get out of the way!" Because I'll because obviously it's like off off a quick, didn't it? Shit, we're going down. I'm like, what's yeah. going on? I just see him get out. And then I, I turned around, I've seen him in the corner, just in, in pain. I'm like, what the hell has happened? Because it all happened so quick. It, it bloody did. Fucking. A lot of action for about five seconds. Yeah, it was, it, yeah. I mean, it must have been a bad nut shot. You caught me with one in round three, and it didn't really affect me. But for it to an end end the fight like that, I know, it, yeah, it must have been. Did he even have a cup on? Yeah, I know. Yeah, because uh, when I, when I, when I tested out my cup, I was punching, obviously punching myself in it to see if it worked, and it worked perfectly fine. It's the only to um, not be able to fight on. Yeah, must have been a pretty poor one. Uh, I said, all I know now is I want to see that match between them two run back. Yeah, it, it'd be a very good fight, you know. <laughs> so, speaking of next fights, have you got anything lined up in future then? Uh, maybe 25th September, Ring Class 5. Oh, yeah. I'll yeah, be there watching that one. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to it. I just want to get on the only fight. I really enjoyed it last time. So what what weight are you going for in next ring clash then? Are you going eighty six again? Eighty-six. It's it's a good weight for you, man. You're quite tall. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's tells me all the time. Yeah, it's just comfortable. I could, I, I could probably drop down. Um, I'm not super lean, but it's just it's a comfortable weight. No point in uh, dropping down weight when I don't need to. 
Yeah, well, I wish you all, all the best of luck for that next fight. I f- feel sorry for your opponent when they get that first right hand against him because they're fucking going to know about <laughs> it. So are you, you going to go for a, a well, I suppose I don't don't really want to get you to give away your game plan for the next one but are you going to go for more of the same or are you going to ch- change it up a bit uh, look to focus on the things that I didn't do too well and obviously improve on the stuff I, I did do well uh, I tried to show a bit more and use, and use, uh, use more tools I thought that I, yeah. with me not being able to be clear headed during the fight I wasn't able to use as much as what I can do so the main focus is the mental side of it, being able to be clear-minded. That's, if that's what you do, that's what I'm trying to get at in these early fights. Yeah, man. I can. Uh, I noticed we we got quite a lot of views on our fight, so I'm assuming you're going yeah. to be quite up the card on next one. Yeah, I, I looked, so I was sharing it, and then when I looked for like a day or two after, there were like 500 views, and I'm like, bloody hell, there's so many views on this fight, that's amazing. I was shocked. I couldn't believe Bass, Bass Rutten even give it a message uh, well, he gave it a message <laughs> that's quite crazy yeah fucking he, he enjoyed the fight I believe he <laughs> mm. gave like, he sent me some like feedback and you know like just pointing out on things uh, did bad and, bad and shit yeah yeah so he has taken the time to watch it in detail as well. No, that's pretty cool. What, what, one thing, what, one thing um, he, he says that could help you a bit more, it set up your kicks with your hands a bit more. You were throwing um, the kick blindly sometimes. Yes. Oh, I did notice that, yes. <laughs> There's quite a few times when I looked and I could have gone, I could have just thrown a kick then. Just that extra thing, just thump, maybe catch you. Yeah. That's something that's something to definitely work on. Because if you, them them roundhouses you were landing, if I didn't see him coming and brace for him, you'd have fucking hurt me with him, I'm telling you. Mm -hmm. Well, I felt it after the fight, uh, about 20 minutes after the fight, and then I'm limping around and I look at my leg and it's red and it's sore. I'm like, what the hell have I done here? And it must have been from like kicking in the elbow or something, and all the muscle would have swelled up. And so uh, when I got home, I'm sat there with an ice pack on and I'm exchanging obviously the cold and the heat and I'm in so much pain. It was, I was so confused and it's only it's only just got better now. We, uh, yeah, it was, it was quite bad. I was like, you just have a good arm I that and then I looked at the kicks. I was kicking a little bit out of range, kicking with the foot and then I hit you in the elbow quite a few times. And, <laughs> yeah, it hurt a lot. And you pulled my neck as well. I'd pulled neck for like a week or awful. Did you? I fucking did as well. Yeah, I I, I didn't feel it like the night because I stayed up all night on my regular fight. So I stood up to watch that, and I woke up in the morning. And I was just like, I moved my neck. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm in so much pain. I'm walking around like a robot because I couldn't move my neck. You were awful, handling. <laughs> <laughs> that that's one thing you people don't really train his neck, is it? Isn't it? You do mm, you too yeah. much? You're a gym. Uh, I get used to, but I'm definitely start doing it now. <laughs> Feeling that bloody hell. Right, fucking. Only thing about training your neck, you can't go too heavy, can you? Because if you go a little bit too heavy, you can cause some serious damage. Mhm. I bet you can, yeah. 
Fucking all, all this talking about training is bloody making me want to train, but I'm not even allowed to sweat for another fucking week. Are you not? Oh, that's rough. Yeah, I know. Fucking. I was hoping it was going to be a November fucking return for, for to ring clash, but. Maybe, maybe, maybe next year. Maybe. Un- unless it unless it gets better, I might be at a box in November, but I don't see me being at a kick for a while. Yeah, I, I got you, yeah. Okay. How long until you, until you can get back to training? It's full time training. I'm not, not allowed to train until September. Oh. God, I don't know. I love training, mate. It, it's addictive, isn't it? Yes, it really is. You feel great when, you, when, you, when you're done. It's the environment as well that I love. You walk into it and everyone's trying to better themselves and all that, and then you walk out and you're all just absolutely knackered. But you put in some good work <laughs> and you just feel so great. It's amazing. It is. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a place you don't get many of, but most people that go there are the genuine people. Yes. And they are, yes you can't. Like you go down yeah, to the okay. pub, people who stand next to you and swag you off next minute and fucking... But uh, at the door, there's none of that, is it? No, there isn't, no. Um, my, my mate who you spoke to, it's called Chad, and um, he's, after the fight, after seeing me win, he, he decided that he wanted to start training some uh, kickboxing and that's he's done uh, three, he's been training the past three weeks now. He said, he said to me, that's one of the things that he's noticed is really nice, the environment and how cool the people are now genuinely enough they're not a bunch of assholes and stuff like that and it's really, he really likes the environment that's one of the things that holds him like it's a great environment there you are man your black belt attitude showing through already changing another life with martial arts yeah. I've, I've been trying to get him on for quite a while but he's been resilient and I'm just like you'll love it it's brilliant nobody's going to take the piss out of you for being shit at kicking so we're all there not that long ago they're going to help you to get better and it's a really good environment to start yourself in. I wish a few few of my mates could listen to this because I'm in the same boat trying to get them to come down. The big good. It's frustrating, isn't it? That, one particular mate who started coming again recently for me, he's uh, mm-hmm. uh, started training with me well, me and him started training at the same time, but he he stopped because he got an injury with his foot. But Thor Parch does boxing two days a week, and he's, he's found out about that, and he's ended up starting um, starting to box again. Oh yeah, but it's pretty it's pretty good because it's not all about fighters, is it? There's everyday people who go, go there. Yes, there is, yeah. yeah I, might, I might be waffling on a bit, but you'll have to excuse me. And quite a lot of time. So, your inspirations. You say you watched McGregor that night. Yeah. Would you say he's your favourite fighter then? Uh, no, my favourite fighter. From the, from the UFC, uh, it's Kamaru Usman. Oh, I wasn't expecting you to say that. Yeah, it, what sold me on him was he became a champion and then how much better he's gotten while he's been champion. That 
seeing that. Uh, oh, she's fighting February when he fought Gilbert Burns, and that's what saw me on it all. Just like seeing him get that much better so quickly. It's just a brilliant thing to see because even though he's got to the top, he's now 10 times the fighter he was a year ago, and I think that's just a really good person to look up to. See how, even though, you can, even though you're really at the top, you can still get better. Is this coach Henry Hoof, or am I getting that wrong? No, he changed coaches to Trevor Whitman. Trevor Whitman. Uh, he's revolutionised the fucking striking game recently, anyway. He was winning fucking Gaethje. Yes. Yeah, yeah he was striking a lot better. It's brilliant to see someone get to the top so dominant as well. And then still get, still to see to get a better. I mean, when he knocked out Mazadal, a guy who's been striking all his life, just goes to show how you can get so much better so quick. And he's, he's a really good person to look up to. That's very true, but here's a big, big question: is is in your weight category? What could you have him? <laughs> I don't know. It'd be crap, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I can I can see you going up against Usman, man. A few years time. Maybe, maybe. Walking I'd love to train some MMA. I would love to train some MMA. I I've, been, I've really gotten into it. Um, over the past few years, uh, especially during quarantine, when the UFC were just pumping out fights non-stop, all the watching them all, and I was just like, look at that thing, I would love to train for them, that that, that fight island, it really saved the fucking, saved the whole industry, really, didn't it? Yes, it did. I mean, Dana White and the UFC did a very good job, but uh, it's a very entertaining fight. But, but they, they did well, through technically and putting out all the all the right stuff but then over, over the quarantine we've seen a rise of them bloody YouTubers and getting the high money fights you know against Mayweather and that yeah what do you reckon about that well they're making some good money I don't blame them it's a bit stupid but you know they're making they're making good money Fights are entertaining. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jake Paul's fight next on 29th of August, some, some shit when he's fighting Tanner Woodley's got Tommy Fury and Daniel Dubois fighting on it as well. On his card. Holy shit. And Daniel Dubois's not, not far off um, <clears throat> being a world title contender. And he's got that kind of heavyweight fighter fighting on his undercard. And I just find that crazy. That popularity that they've got to do stuff like that. It certainly is. I saw um, Woodley's Champ Camp training video, mm-hmm. and it's putting in the work. It could be old Woodley coming back. How do you reckon it'll go? Uh, well, the past, well, Woodley's past is on like a four or five fight losing streak. Uh, he's that fire back. I mean, he showed it in the last fight against Sergio Luque, uh, but he got hurt, obviously, and it's admitted. This needs a fire back, putting some good training. I mean, he's got okay basics. He's with some good trainers, puts in the work, and he's like, yeah, should be Jake Paul. Jake Paul haven't been doing it too long. Uh, that's, that's the thing. I can't believe um, he even ended up having, having a boxing match with Ben Askren. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's quite mad. I mean, I, 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 I thought Jake Paul were going to win, knowing all. Crap, Ben Askren is uh, striking. I was watching his uh, 
Bellator and UFC fights, especially his UFC fights. We fought uh, Damian Meyer. What's that? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, he's going to get bad like him, but because that man can't box him his life. Fucking Damian Meyer, you, you wouldn't normally say he'd get the striking advantage over anyone, would you? No, you wouldn't know, and then uh, yeah, fight for Askren and look what happens. It, although it did, Askren did go in, go in saying that his strategy was just to avoid the ground until the last minute. Yeah. I suppose he didn't. It wasn't really putting much thought about what offensive he could do. I suppose. Mhm. Yeah, I get you. So, you like Usman? Yes. Who have you got for this weekend then? Weekend or with Derek Lewis still gone? Uh, I really don't know because Derek Lewis is such an unpredictable fighter. Uh, I'd probably go with Derek Lewis because he hits so hard and he's, he's just Derek Lewis. That's what he does. Quite hilarious. Uh, even though Sogan is proven to be very, very good, so quick as well. He's only had like seven or eight professional fights. Has it been fighting that one? I think he started in 2018. And yet he's already at this position. Uh, that fight with Volkov Garn had with him it, it, were, it were a good technical match but yes, I expect Volkov to be a lot better yeah I, I thought they, they might have the fire a bit more in that but yeah Volkov very passively his hands you saw what happened when Dennis Lewis fought Volkov and he was getting battered yeah. for two rounds and that power came out, like you say. Yeah. That, that definitely changed Volkov because that fight was... He would be in the living shot Derek Lewis and then Derek Lewis in like the last 15 seconds it's when overhand and knocked him out. And then pretty sure I fought for the title next against Daniel Cormier as well. Yeah, so, fucking... Yeah. him down, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> I believe it. That's that's the one where Cormier fell over in it and fucking did his backing before the fight. I can't I can't remember exactly. It was quite a while back with that fight. It's coming coming to mind. I think it could be. Yeah, maybe yeah. So we've got we've asked your favourite fighter. Let's go. What's your favourite move? Favourite move. Personally, for me, I love the lead roundhouse and the straight right. Lead roundhouse, straight right? Yeah, I love the lead roundhouse and the straight right. Um, I, I, love, I love most combinations that involve straight punches. I love, I love the straight punches, getting them out nice and fast. I think they're really effective. Yeah, yeah. Well, did you know that... I think you're one of the only person who I've asked on this uh, podcast who hasn't said sidekick. Oh, yeah. 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 So, nice, uh, nice to I, I, like the, I, like, I like the sidekicks, but it's not, uh, not one of my favourites now. It's a bit, it's a bit awkward, I, I find. I, I tried a couple, but in our fight, yeah. but I know you saw them coming a million miles away. Yeah, it takes a lot of practice to get them right. I mean, when you watch, um, like when I watch Stephen Thompson fight, the way he throws his sidekicks, obviously, stands up like practice on speed. 
he does them quite well, but uh, it's quite a while to get it right. It's kind of awkward if you're not able to do it right. You've got to get the knee up and twist and do that talk super fast. Uh, something I've been working on, but I, 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 I didn't feel I was too comfortable using them in the fight. I thought, just stick to the stuff that I know I can do for the time being, work on getting better with the psychic, and then maybe use them in the next fight. Well, well, whatever you did, you made me feel like I were about five foot tall. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. clears throat> so, you, you like the lead round off straight right, and you like straight punch combinations and oozman. Yeah. What, what else about martial arts would you say stands out to you then? Uh. The, the feeling like you're doing something important when you're training with people who are like uh, training for their own fight, you're helping them. You feel like you're doing something for someone. It's a good, it's a nice feeling that you're helping people become a better them as well, because uh, they can be going through all their their shit in personal life and their own troubles. And then when they come to kickboxing and you get in there, you have a good laugh, you train, you work your ass off. You make them get better. You make them. You make them feel good, you have good conversations, and it's like, you know you're looking forward to it, and you know they're looking forward to it, and going there and having a good time. It feels like you're part of something really, really good. That's what I like about training martial arts. It's a good community. Nice, nice. So, in the next five years, where do you see yourself? I really don't know. Um, I don't know if I'm going to take fight, uh, fighting on for years and years, I, it just depends because it's my first time coming across it. I want to get better and like do a few fights throughout this year and next year. Look at it and see if it's something that I 100% want to continue doing. Um, but I'll, I know for a while I'm going to stick to training and maybe just do a fight here and there. But um, over the next, probably until the until start of 2023, I think I'm going to do, trying to get as many fights as I can. Um, and look back, see if it's something that I want to continue doing. And if it isn't, then I, I will 100% stick to training though, because training is amazing, I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a nice attitude to have, you know, <clears throat> you know what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people can say that. And mm-hmm. you you know that you're going to have a review. And Yes. I suppose it re- really gives you a time scale to get the maximum possible benefit out of these next couple of years then yeah yeah 100% so leading up to the fight mm-hmm. what were you like how did you how did you deal with the pre-fight nerves not knowing what were coming and everything um in training it was I was driven and focused on becoming better all round getting super fit but then when it came to the um, getting there fight night uh, never experienced any of this before so I'm sat there I'm in the corner I weigh in and then I eat my food and then I'm like oh damn what when, when the fighting is like mate you're like 16 fight on the main card you're gonna you're gonna be here forever so I'm sat there I'm super nervous and I'm, I'm trying to embrace the um, the atmosphere see what it's like so when it comes to it it's not coming nothing new. Um, I was very, I was very nervous. Um, I was watching the fight, see how people, who people had just been fighting, see how they were like in the ring. 
trying to see how, see how things were, seeing how people were warming up, just trying to embrace it and be like, for nothing. I tried to make it uh, as little things as a surprise, but uh, yeah, and then when I was warming up, I was especially, I was especially nervous. I'm like, oh, coming up, getting, I'm really, really nervous training. Like, I really, when, when I'm training, when I'm um, warming up on the pads, I'm like, just blast the pads as I can. Because I just want to get rid of that energy. I'm just like, nope, tap it, boom, doing that. And then obviously you came up and you spoke to me and said, oh, I think I'm fighting you, good luck and all that. And then the moment that I, my um, music came on to walk out, and then I'm shaking, I'm like, oh, God, shit, shit, it's time. I walk out and I'm like, which, because there were two, uh, there were two paths, and I'm like, which bloody path do you want me to go down? <laughs> I walked, I got on the path, walked upstairs, and the moment I got in the ring, I just went, which the moment my leg went through, I was just normal, fine. I felt quite um, weighed down though, from all the nerves that I'd been adding. I, I weren't nervous, I walked in the ring, and I'm like, looking across, and I'm like, fucking hell, it's warm. I was like, wow, I am so warm right now. Uh, I'm looking in the ring, I'm feeling the bottom, and I'm just like, yeah. And then obviously the ref was saying stuff, and I was just like, yeah, cool. Didn't even understand what he was saying, to be honest. <laughs> and I, I just didn't feel anything. I was just like, oh, all emotion just left my body. And my mind was buzzing and I couldn't really think. I was just like, get on with it. Boom, it's fine. I know what you mean. Fucking. A few nights before, I, I had all the nerves, but the, the day of the fight, I was fucking really calm. And I, I don't yeah. know why. Yeah. I, 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 was, got I was not nervous leading up to me. And then the moment the day came, I was absolutely bricking it. <laughs> what well, I was talking to Baz, and he was saying, um, when he's lost his fights before, it's because he didn't have the nerves. So, so I'm thinking maybe y- your nerves are fucking, you know, yeah. got, got you fucking going properly. And yeah. I've been. I've, uh, healthy fear to kick you up the ass to not be lazy and do something to get shit done it gives you a little bit of healthy fear to get shit done and not you know maybe sit back or not focus as much I don't think I respected the situation Mm. fucking I got a bit of a bit of a weird one I paid the price anyway yeah well it's all experience and maybe your next fight you might respect it a bit more you know you've been nervous Oh, you'd, have that, you'd have that you'd have that fire to get back and get the win. Don't you fucking worry. I'm, I'm, I can't, I can't say I'm fucking not shitting it for the next one, Mike. Oh yeah, you're isn't it? Although at the same time, I'm, I'm eager to get back in there because I can't fucking do anything right now. So yeah, yeah. fighting each other all the time. <laughs> Good thing I've got fucking enough YouTube to watch anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Last time, yeah. So, let, let, let's switch the roles a bit. Is there anything you want to ask? Uh, yeah. Uh, what made you start to do? What made you choose, choose to do a podcast? To do a podcast? Yeah. Well, I don't, don't know if I told you on Fight Night, but on the xbox i run a club for it's not it's not active at the minute but we did tournaments in that the ufc game we got up to oh, about yeah. eighteen thousand members just sitting above that right now i think it's eighteen twenty something and then 
I always thought we should we should just stream the parties like just talking to each other and um, it'd be a bit like a shit talking podcast and shit so <laughs> yeah. I started doing that over Twitch uh, on Xbox and did uh, 10 episodes got a few interviews in with like some I got with a heavy metal band called DSCs were episode 5 for example and they started t- mm-hmm. telling stories about how they survived terrorist attacks by the Boko Haram because they're from oh, Africa and wow. mm-hmm. got a few interesting guests on but I found out 10 episodes in that Twitch deletes them after 2 weeks or whatever you can never permanently keep keep the clips oh wow so I thought, for fuck's sake, all that fucking effort. I would some some of them were four hours long and shit because there were no time limits on Twitch and like there is on Anchor. Mm. And four hours long, I lost all of that. And then um, I got got suggested to download Anchor. So I I got this, and I did a series two, just doing a few interviews. Yeah. And. Did, did, did 10 or 11, 12 episodes of that ending in a nunchuck battle <laughs> between two of my <laughs> men. Yeah. One of them getting their fucking eye split right open, blood everywhere, we had to call it off. Oh, it, wow. it looked it looked dodgy like we went down river underneath a fucking old, abandoned, old unused viaduct and the fucking had odds up fucking face masks on. No both. They're both fucking big blocks as well, they were both 17 stone and it was fucking hell, mate. Just two, two <laughs> numbers, just swinging like fuck at each other. Yeah. And that ended series two and then I just went in, it took a little bit of a break because back, back to training and that. I just did a couple of like casual episodes of like Woodland Chronicles just talking at, talking at work about being a lumberjack and shit like that. Oh, yeah. That, that were a fucking... I may as well delete them to just me rambling on about shite. <laughs> yeah, starting back up Series 3, I'm uh-huh. going to try and get quite a few guys from Ring Clash, you know, on one episode and shit. And yeah, yeah. So can put it, like, a bit more production level to show the difference between series. Yeah, yeah, I got you, yeah. Like, for example, for this, I already recorded an intro, which mm-hmm. I wouldn't have done before. It'd have just died when you, you'd have said hello, hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's good, <laughs> yeah. Improving. Right. Uh, so, that, that's the origin of the podcast, really. That's quite cool, yeah. Um, you might have come on it again to promote your next fight at Ring Clash as well. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's pretty fun, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to ask? Uh, yeah, how long have you been training? I started in 2019. Yeah, so... What, what made you want to train? Um, I'd always had, like, a punch bag in my garage for a few years and shit, and I always thought to myself... I'd, li- I'd like to give it a go, but there's no way for me to, local to do it. But, but I knew about 
until one day I saw a Facebook post by Ted Caster Martial Arts. He said, comment yes if you want to, if you want to go down and have a go. So I did. I didn't know what martial art it were at first. It just said martial arts. So I went down, ended up being kickboxing. Look at it. After a few months, it moved up to, over to Far Patch and like proper facility instead of being above a pub like it were originally. But now it's in. Now it has that whole fucking area with ring and that. So that, that's pretty buzzing. That's quite cool. Yeah, that's quite cool. Yeah. What what's fighting fit like? Is that a good gym? Sorry, yeah, it's a it's a top of gym. Uh, over in Wakefield and we've got some bags and we've got the mats and all that uh, and there's quite a few of us here and we're just going there we're his ass off and we get shit done it's quite good yeah, nice. uh, when I first joined it was at a um, what do you call it like a youth social club thing it was like a huge like gymnasium and they had the mats and there'd be like 20-30 people going but that way that, that was uh, adults and kids, and we'd go there, it'd be huge. You know, there were three trainers at the time. Uh, it were Richard Egg, uh, Chris Campbell, and Dad Payne, who was obviously on training me now. Uh, yeah. But yeah, after I left, uh, and then I came back, because I, I came back for like a six month stint, because I've been there uh, towards the end of year eight, I got kicked out of my high school. Um, so my mum were like, going back to kickboxing, you know, get disciplined and all that. And I was like, yeah, no, that's fine. I went back and they were at this gym in Wakefield. Uh, went out in the bottom floor. It was a lot smaller. Uh, but I, I, I preferred it being smaller. It felt a lot more in and connected. And like everyone, it felt like everyone was more connected. It, I, I quite enjoyed it being smaller. Uh, mm-hmm. And then going there when I moved over to Hemsworth because I used to live in Wakefield which they're on the corner from the gym but then we moved over to Hemsworth which is which is about half an hour away from Wakefield and I stopped going because we didn't have a car and I couldn't be out getting bus uh, so and then I found, when I finally came back uh, last year that's when we were in the upstairs part of the gym with the bags hanging down more space it was much better but it was still um mix of kids and adults at the time mm-hmm. but when we came back from Covid uh, Dad decided to split up the kids and the adults obviously so it worked, there weren't as many people so you could do it and um, now it's kept it like that now it's just the adults that get to train ones that are training to fight so it's not it's not jam-packed we've got the space for some people to be sparring some people to be in the bags some people to be working with some weights and doing stuff like that um, it's more space and it's much more connected it feels like ev- everybody in there has the same kind of goal to get better and to train for a fight and it feels it's quite, it's quite, it's quite good yeah I enjoy it uh, fine, but... so you're one to watch out for from uh, fighting fit who would you say if you could name one one person from your gym some, somebody else apart from you who could could be good good potential who would it be uh, it's just a kid who's been fighting for quite a while uh, it's called Alfie, he's 11 and he's good, he trains with us because he's that guy, he's that good, tricky and he constantly catches him and sticks me off. And he's really good, he's, he's had quite a few fights uh, and for his age, he's smart, calm and composed, trains really well, turns up all the time uh, and he'll be quite good if he's fighting long term, I think he'll be a really good fighter. 
when he gets around about my age, 19. There you go. So listeners at home, that's a name to listen out for. Right, Matty. I suppose we best wrap it up, I suppose. Yeah. We've done nearly an hour. We can always do another episode if you would like. In yeah, the future. Yeah, come down the line, yeah. yeah, cool, man. Bloody. Uh, thank you for coming on. That's right, man. Thank you for having me. And I thank you for a good fight at Ring Clash 4. Yes, thank you for the great fight. It was very fun. <laughs> yeah. I'll fucking. I will see you on September 25th and I'll be fucking cheering you on, man. Thank you, man. Take care. Right. Oh, thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. And that was the interview with Matthew Hale of Fighting Fit. Many thanks to him for coming on the podcast. And much respect to him and his coach, Des Payne. And that was the first episode of Season 3. Good evening.